One thing uh, was cool having a, the Saturday game was uh, getting to watch some football on Sunday. And so uh, pages of notes between the iPad with one game and the TV with the other. So um, it's definitely cool to know who's next. But uh, glad to open up to you guys um, and get ripping for today. Dan, as uh, someone who worked with Kyle, and I know you've talked before about how he's a, a, a bold and aggressive kind of offensive mind and approach, can you just talk a little bit more about what challenges uh, th this offense will present for you to, to defend and just what uh, you consider to be some of his uh, best attributes about how he goes about attacking a defense. Right, and I think I'll maybe if I if it's okay with you, I'll work uh, backwards on that. I think he's an excellent coach, and uh, why um, I so wanted to work with him in the first place because you had saw you know during his time at Houston and all the run and play pass that they had to go to Washington and in a you know completely different system you know regarding RG, and then at Atlanta you know different with Matt and Julio and and the crew that we had there and. And now he's different again in terms of how he's utilizing the personnel. And I think that's what um, that's a sign of a good coach. He's tough. He's gritty. Uh, he knows how to attack and, um, you know, not just the field vertically, but horizontally as well. And so I think that's what makes the matchups tough um, because he really does, you know, attack the entire field and uh, puts guys in good positions to play. But I, I think that's one of the things I most respect about him is utilizing and finding uh, the unique stuff that a player has. Um, you know, and featuring that in, in their very best ways, both, you know, the system that he had, um, you know, in Atlanta and the one, you know, that I had in Atlanta. Both of us have changed some, you know, over the years based on personnel and how to use them. But uh, that's, to me, what makes, um, you know, the sign of a good coach. And they're tough. They're physical. They run it well. They've got versatile players um, in terms of how they use their fullback, their tight end, their wide out. So uh, it'll be a tough matchup for us, but one uh, we're certainly looking forward to. Are you built going along with that? Just how you the, the familiarity aspect of it, where both of you kind of know how the other approaches and how he thinks going into a game and putting together a game plan. Uh, just how have you found over the past how that kind of washes out? Or, or yeah, I think it impact? does. You know, because whether it's a division game and you get to know people, or you know, someone on your staff. And I think the last time probably uh, that we squared away probably was 2019. And um, I'm calling, it, calling that off my head, but I think that was the last time we squared away. But um, I think just more than anything, it's you know their use of the of the personnel and how they play, and um, you know when you add guys into the mix and use them in different ways. I think, like I said, that's the sign of a good coach, and and that's why I respect him so much. Are you built defensively to handle a physical running game? I mean, I mean they do a lot of things, a lot of formations, but they're a physical running team. We just talk about the challenge of handling that physical running style there. Yeah, and I think um, you know it's the motions and shifts also that go along with that uh, that make you know challenge on your leverage more than than anything else. Uh, you know, a tight end motion, a shift, a receiver in the backfield, so challenging your leverage. And I think that's one of the things that their offense does well. Clearly, they've gotten a lot of explosive plays both in the run and off the play pass. But when you marry up the two things together, the run and the play pass, and they look alike, that's when you can get a linebacker or a safety to step up and they'll try to rip one behind you. So I think uh, System-wise, um, that balance that they have of run and play pass, that's what makes them unique. And, and the running back, um, the receivers in the backfield, I mean, do, I mean, is, is that a different key for you? And, and obviously, Debo, what he does is, as a runner and receiver, I mean, I guess it's, it, it's more my recognition and, and understanding that what he can do. Yeah, and he's certainly uh, – 
he attacks it. He's physical. Uh, I really admire his style, you know, um, all the way back from, you know, my time in Seattle um, when Percy Harvin was there in the backfield, some of the sweeps and things that he would do. He played tough and physical in his own way. And I'm not comparing the guys. I'm just saying, like, when you have a guy who has unique stuff behind the ball to run it, most of the times you see someone that was, you know, mostly an outside runner if they're a receiver and line up in the backfield, but not him. There's inside zones and traps and counters. So it kind of goes into the details uh, that they'll go for. And I imagine they split some time between, you know, Wes and Bobby Turner, the running back coach, and how do they feature a guy like that? Because it takes a lot of planning. We have a guy on our team that takes a lot of planning. <laughs> and so I, uh, I, admire that when I, and I tip my hat to that when I see it on the other side of the ball. You talked with us last week about how some of the positions are continuing to evolve in the league, including tight end. How do you see George Kittle in the framework of that evolving tight end position and how is your defense equipped to handle him? What makes, uh, I think, him so unique, Jory, is that um, he can be in line, he can split out, and not all tight ends can do that. There's some excellent pass catchers that you wouldn't put at the point of attack, but not him. Um, you know, he can block in line, he can, you know, cut from the backside, they can split him out. So I think what makes him so special as a player. He's going to be a wide out. He's going to be in the backfield as a running back. He's going to be in line as a tight end. So when a guy has a skill set to kind of cross into different areas, to me, that's when the really cool stuff uh, happens. And that's a good job by Kyle and their staff of recognizing, OK, this is not just you know one person to split out to get a matchup. Um, he's a matchup in all the spaces that he goes. The broadcast on Saturday night discussed you taking Kellen through a mock interview before he spoke with the Jaguars. What can you tell us about that process and why was that something you wanted to do? Well, I think, yeah, I was probably a little blown out of proportion, more just uh, uh, brother to brother and teammate to teammate just to make sure, um, you know, if there's anything on his mind that, you know, can go across. I had a chance to go through some and I've uh, through the years interviewed a lot of people. So I thought if there was a chance just to pass that along uh, to someone else, um, it's totally worth doing. And uh, one day, years from now, when he's a head coach, uh, you know, and doing his thing, you know, he'll be able to pass along that too. So that's kind of one of the cool parts about coaching and the brotherhood that goes into that. Just knowing, hey, man, like, it's not just in the locker room, it's with the coaches too, to make sure that we have each other's back. And if there's a chance to help uh, for Kellen or for any of the coaches, I would certainly do that. Dan, what's it like to be back in the playoffs? I'm damn fired up, man. Are you kidding me? The uh, early 90s, uh, Dallas, Niners, some of the championship games. Um, you know, for me, you know, coming up and watching those ones, I can hear Madden and Summerall talking it through. But uh, my first, uh, you know, Dallas and Niner playoff game, I'm pretty fired up to do it, man. So, um, it's exciting, you know, way back when you start, you know, this is the moments that you're leading towards to be at your best and going when the season, you know, the regular season comes to a close. And so there's a new um, heightened sense of things that happen in the playoffs. And uh, all the teams are good. They usually come down right to the end and you battle your ass off for them. So, uh, yeah, man, I'm fired up and ready to go. Now that Mike's first season's over, can can you kind of put into context what he was able to do for, for you now? Well, I think just uh, anytime you know you've done something that's unique and different, and um, you know we've been playing here for a long time, so we've had some excellent edge rushers. So for guys to have that kind of production when you're not playing the position full time, I think that speaks to um, you know where his future, you know is going from tackles for loss and sacks and impact plays. So um, 
we plan on uh, him being an excellent player here for a long time. And uh, I thought just to kick it off in that fashion uh, for him has been a remarkable start to it. Um, He's hungry for it, which is nice because not everybody can uh, handle that kind of versatility and not only at any part of your career, but especially as a rookie. And so I definitely tip my hat to him. I'm proud of uh, the work that he's done so far. Um, but we got, uh, you know, as we're getting into the new space right now, I'm looking forward to seeing him uh, compete here uh, moving forward. How do you help Micah get into that new space? Obviously, it's the postseason and there'll be more attention on him from, from opposing offenses. Yeah, that's a good thing. And uh, we haven't addressed that yet, although um, we have addressed, you know, kind of the urgency that we're looking for. And he doesn't have to put the cape on. He just has to do his job really well. And so I think that's kind of been my message, not just for Micah, but for the other guys as well, to play – you know, good playoff defense, man. You have to be relentless. Your energy's got to be right, but you got to do your job really good. You don't have to go win the game on this play, but when your play comes and that moment's there, you got to go capitalize. And we've all seen that time and again when this part of the game comes and this moment's there, you go and you nail it. And uh, one thing I know about him, he's down for the challenge. So this guy loves to compete. And uh, so it'll be fun to see him do his thing in his uh, first playoff experience uh, moving forward. How do you manage your time when when teams are seeking permission to talk to you about their vacant vacancies? Yeah, that's a good question, and uh, I'm not trying to avoid it or, or to be coy. Um, there's just simply nothing to report on on my end. And uh, when job changes happen and coaches let go, it's a difficult time for them, their families, the assistants, the team, you know, everybody that goes into that. So listen. Um, it's nice to hear if someone is interested. You know, that's not lost on me. Um, I had a difficult 2020 season and didn't go so good. So that's not lost on me. But there's really nothing to add on my end. So um, there's not a lot of time management or anything that has to go into mind other than just kicking ass and uh, being right where I'm, my feet are. So hopefully we can just talk Niners today because that's really where my heart and my head are um, moving forward. Um, when Kyle Shanahan prepares for your defense, how different do you feel your defense is compared to the one that he remembers from the practice field? Yeah, that's a good question, Michael. I would say um, there'll be some similarities um, in terms of you know a framework and a style, and hopefully a play style um, you know that comes across. But I would say that's probably where it ends. You know, from a structure of four down or five down, um, he would have saw a lot of that in our times together. But what's probably different um, from my end um, is just the way that we use some of the coverages, the way that we use some of the pressures. And there's quite a bit that's different on his end too. So if you had pulled out our tape from 15 and 16, you know, from practice, uh, both team, you know, both his offense and the defense, you know, that I'm, you know, obviously using here would be quite a bit different. So. Um, um, I would say, yeah, it, significantly different. Constant evolution as a coach. How important have you learned that is? And is there a balance between staying true to what you believe in and your principles with also being open to adaptation? Yeah, I think and it's, uh, it is one of the coolest parts about coaching because the changes, they keep happening. And so the learning never stops. So early on, I would say, um, way back at the start of my NFL career, I was fortunate enough to start at the Niners when Bill Walsh was still there. And um, 
it was my first experience and my first insight into like roles for a player. This could be a short yardage fullback. This guy could be a, you know, a pass rusher that would be into these scenes. And it kind of opened my mind to new possibilities of roles for players and how to feature guys to go in them. And so I think we're seeing that more than ever in the NFL, of versatile players and tight ends and receivers that are, you know, carrying the ball out of the backfield, quarterbacks that have designed runs, you know, specifically for them, not just zone read, but I'm talking about like, you know, regular option style runs. So when you have these unique players, I think it's important not to be so rigid to say, well, this is how we've always done it. This is how it's going to go down. So having changes and adjustments to suit the personnel, I think that's what the best of the best do. And uh, knowing that it has to change what you need to do to win this week, that's what has to be done. And uh, so it's pretty cool to be a part of that and see guys with different skill sets and different ways that we play. And um, it, like I said, it's, it's kind of one of the best part because the learning never stops. How is Neville coming and sort of playing his way into game shape with as much time as he missed? And, and how important is he with that run defense to try to combat that physical running attack coming at you? Yeah, very important. And uh, that's why you probably um, saw you know some increased play time for him just to get into the groove, to be into that, to be in some different schemes you know, over the last few weeks. And he'll definitely be a factor right there in the middle of it again this week. So I would see his arrow just continuing to go up. The early part, we just kind of honestly had him into some pass rushing you know, spots to do that. And then over the last few weeks, both in practice and in the game, you know, we incorporated him more on early downs, on first and second downs. But uh, inside, both he and Watkins and Osa and some of the other guys, they'll be a real factor. Um, they've got a veteran center in Alex, who I know well, kind of directs and runs the ship. Uh, they have some, you know, plays in the run game that are uh, unique and different. So uh, it's a it's a challenge, but uh, one inside that uh, yeah, we'll definitely uh, lean on Neb and his size and strength uh, inside. The fraternity of coaches reaching a Super Bowl isn't huge. Uh, what is that bond like for you and Kyle? And is there a special bond just considering? how close you all got and, and how painful it was not to get to the finish line. Yeah, and I think for both of us, um, you want to go back, and that's certainly what we did, and you talk about it and you say, what would you learn from it? You know, Because otherwise the pain of uh, not completing the deal you know, would be uh, lost on it. So you want to make sure we both studied it, learned from it, discussed it. And uh, that way, when you get back into that space, into that moment, um, you're able to attack it and go. But uh, the guy's a fantastic coach. Um, I had no doubt that he, um, you know, would do well there. I can certainly remember um, talking to the Yorks when you know they came and to interview him, and I just wanted them to know how impressed I was. He's ready to do this. He's been, you know, kind of built for it for a long time. You know, growing up, you know, the son of a coach, but uh, the leadership, the vision for it, he was going to be excellent. And so, uh, yeah, it's a shared experience that we have, but uh, one uh, hopefully uh, years from now, um, there'll be other things to talk about <laughs> and uh, in a better way. But uh, hey, I get it. You know, a couple years ago, I would have been pissed about it and tried to blow it off. But, you know, part of me going to fix some things and say, hey, how can I do things better? I had to go back and, and look at that moment, too, and know that it is hard to get there and uh, all the challenge that goes to it. So I'm never going to look past it and uh, you know, just take the things I've learned and, and rock it from there. Dan, this defense is just night and day difference than what it was a year ago or when you took the job. From when you took the job and you were watching tape of these guys to where you are right now going to the playoffs, what, what about this defense are you most proud of? Man, there's a lot. I would say um, 
one, I'm probably most proud of the connection that they've built together. You know, we talked about putting a standard together and um, what they could do as a group of men together. And the best teams that I've been a part of have been really good in the locker room first. And uh, I've learned a hell of a lot through the years from the locker room. That's where do you listen? Where do you engage on guys? Where do you, you know, where does that connection take place? And so in one year's time to see this group of guys connect, have each other's back and want to fight for something that's bigger than themselves, that's not easy to do. And so that doesn't come from me. That comes from them and wanting to battle and fight for one another and just make sure that you do your job so I can do mine. And uh, they've taken that approach. And so I'd say that to me is number one, that connection that you have to have. There's nothing like being in that huddle with your guys and the game's on the line. You're ready to battle your ass off for it. And you can look to the guys and know they're down for it. Uh, I would say the second thing, um, you know, that would be, you know, pumped for them as we talked about the importance of um, creating takeaways and having a mindset for the ball. And really, Mike's done a good job of championing that for us. But um, to have that go our way in terms of the turnover battle, uh, that helps you win games. So I'd say those would be the, the two things uh, that I've been most pleased with, the connection and, and create the takeaways. And I just think as they're building together, you know, we're going to continue to see the improvement. Um, and that's why I'm excited about where they're at and where we're headed. All right, thanks, Dan. All right, you guys have a good one. Thank you. All right, see you.